And I also thought about something. We this this whole five year thing really had me contemplate the things that we do and why we start them and where do things switch from being something that's fun, something that makes you feel good, to something that makes you not feel bad because there's a difference. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is JT, and welcome back to the Consequence of Habit podcast. This one's going to be a little different. Uh, I do these solo ones every every now and then. I say it every time that it's not something I'm really comfortable with, but I'm going to put this one out there. Uh, I'm struggling a little bit on, on how to how to address this next message and, and what I was going to say about it. Uh, February 4th, earlier this month, Actually, I don't know when this is going out, so maybe this is in March, I'm not sure. Uh, I hit five years of of no alcohol. Um, I didn't want to put that out, not not for a couple of different reasons, and, and, I, and I'm going to get to that here in a second. But uh, first off, I'll say that I didn't want this to be about alcohol. I didn't want it to be about me. Uh, it's just it's a milestone that I'm personally proud of, but. Not quite sure how I wanted to go about uh, communicating that. I didn't want it to be about five years of. To be completely honest, I'm way more impressed with somebody that that's at five days or five months, especially five months, uh, from sustaining from something that that was causing them harm. Right, that was something that was negative for them. So I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna try something. I don't have no idea if this is gonna relate to everybody. I have no idea if this is. People are even going to get what I'm about to say to you. So, but I'm going to give it a go. I, I want to take the word, I want to take me out of it, right? And I want to take the word alcohol out of what I'm saying here. And I want you to, I want you to think about something that you are currently doing that you don't want to do anymore. Or maybe it's something you've already uh, been able to, to separate yourself from. So it's, so instead of using alcohol, use that thing, or, or even better, let's use a person. I want you. I want you to think about a relationship. Now, instead of that thing that you're either trying to not do or, or you don't do anymore, I want you to make that a relationship with a person, right? Because where where I see these similarities is when we first meet somebody, uh, there might be this this feeling we get, this excitement it makes you feel good. Uh, but over time, that relationship may change. It no longer is something that makes you feel good. It's just become, uh, you've become codependent on it. You know, there may be some aspects of it that, that are still positive and, and you cling on to those. But in reality, overall, that relationship is not, it's not good for you. It's an unhealthy, it's a toxic relationship. And that was my relationship with, with alcohol. And it's the relationship that some people have with alcohol or, or like I said, Whatever that thing is. And the reason I didn't want to make a big deal about five years, even though it is a big deal, I don't want to minimize it, but to me personally, it's a big deal. Uh, because the hardest part of separating yourself something from something that's not good for you is that part where you have the courage to admit that it's it's not good for you. Right? And then also 
the courage to to no longer have that thing in your life, right? So we know that ending relationships is not easy. Like a lot of stuff usually has to happen, especially when you have been with this thing or this person for an extended period of time. That's the hardest part. Is to say, uh, I no longer want this person in my life, even though we have a really long history. We go way back and, and we've had a lot of fun together. There's been a lot of pain and there's been a lot of, uh, of suffering, but we, you know, we still make it work somehow. But your gut tells you deep down, and you knew probably for a long time that your gut telling you that this thing isn't, this relationship overall isn't healthy. And not just that, I've seen this person have relationships with other people and it's not healthy. It's taken things from us, it's taken money, it's taken time, it's compromised relationships. It's at the end of the day, it's made you and other people feel like shit about themselves. So, but even with that said, uh, it's that initial breakup is the hardest part because then you got to admit not just yourself, but to everybody else that this person is no longer going to be in your life anymore. But there's going to be times when I talk about those five days, five months where your day is not going great. Things aren't good, not feeling good. And you want to call that person up and you want to say hello and you want to rekindle that thing because you want to feel good. You don't want to be in pain. You don't want to be anxious. You don't, you don't want to be uncomfortable. So when I say that, uh, that I'm proud of five years, I mean it, but I also think back to five days after that breakup. I think back to the first 30 days or 90 days and, and really that whole first year. And, and that's where, that's where the, it really gets uncomfortable. That's the part that your old way of doing things, they want to come back. You want to lean on that person because you feel awfully alone, even though you might have people around you. So that's, uh, that's, that's kind of the reasons I, I, I wanted to, I was trying to find a way to not make this about alcohol because it's alcohol was just my poison. We all have them. And I also thought about something, we, this, this whole five-year thing really had me contemplate the things that we do and why we start them and where do things switch from being something that's fun, something that makes you feel good to something that makes you not feel bad because there's a difference. There's being uncomfortable and using something not to be uncomfortable but in the beginning, it doesn't start like that. It starts off as something like, hey, this makes me feel just good. It's all happy. But nothing, uh, everything's got that price of admission. And if we keep doing that thing, it, your body's keeping track. It knows that this thing makes you feel good. And what is the opposite of pleasure? It's, it's pain. So when we're in pain, we're going to use that thing. Uh, which got me thinking even further that how do we evaluate something? How do we evaluate? How do we know that this thing that we started doing is starting to, to flip? And the answer is we do know. We do know. We know before we start something or even maybe the first time we do it that, it, that if I think long term, 
if I if I project the way that this is going to turn out down the road, uh, that it it very well may not be good. Right? We we know that the way that uh, maybe social media likes make you feel about yourself. Uh, that that if we continue down that path of of technology again, you add that person. You substitute it for that person. This person makes me feel good, but I start to see that there's something else going on here. That my gut is telling me that this isn't good for me long term. Well, I got news for you. It is probably not. It's not. So the answer is, how do we know? We know. The thing is, we know before we do something. We know the difference. People have been through these things. You don't have to look very far to find people uh, addicted and feeling like crap about themselves because of everything at our fingertips. These fast dopamine enhancing, inducing things. We know what they do to us long term, but yet somehow we find ourselves in these the same situations, right? You know, if we if we know if we eat fast food every day that our health is going to be shit, and uh, so we shouldn't be surprised. So one of the biggest things we're trying to do is bring awareness to that, bring awareness to that the impact that these habits have. And we know that the things that are going to make us feel a sense of purpose, to make us feel pride, to make us feel good about ourselves, aren't the things that make us feel good instantaneous. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about your relationships. Again, I'm, I'm using... Uh, relationships as a metaphor for, for anything, but, but I want you to think about before you get involved with a thing or a relationship, is this something that if I spend more than two seconds to think about, is it something that that's inherently going to be good for me? And not just for me, just for my loved ones. And maybe one way to, to think about it is do what I want somebody I care about doing this thing on a regular basis. Because for whatever reason, a lot of times we we care about other people more than we even care about ourselves. Right? Like when I when I drank on a daily basis, if somebody said, "Hey, would you want somebody that you love and care about to drink on a daily basis?" Well, the answer is no. I wouldn't. I might hang out with them because I won't, I'll feel better about myself. But, but the reality is uh, I wouldn't want that for somebody I love. And I don't think you would either. Again, whatever that thing is, would you want somebody in a, in a, in a relationship that makes them feel like crap about themselves? No. So I'm kind of all over the place. This, this thing's been round around in my head and I wasn't even sure if I was going to record this, if I was going to do this thing. But, but here I am. I don't know. At this point, I don't even know if I'm going to put this out, but uh, I hope somebody gets something from that. That's it. I'll catch you guys next time. This show is brought to you by the team here at Consequence of Habit and is an arm of our 501c3 nonprofit. The show is produced and edited by the one and only Anthony Palmer. It's part of the Palm Tree Pod Company network of podcasts. 